Yo, G-Man from the G-Show. Let's talk about life and what we know. You want to have a seat with the top dog. Be ready to get down with the real talk. All jokes aside, welcome to the G-Man Show. Ben. Yes, sir. Dude, I'm going to be straightforward. Who the fuck comes one hour late to an interview? Who? <laughs> Don't pretend. You weren't mad when I showed up. Dude, I fucking start calling you from 1030. I... I looked at your Instagram. I'm like, this guy is partying from last night in Oshawa. You are a, you are a gig in Oshawa. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if this fucking guy doesn't show up, I'm going to make my calls. I'm going to go to his house. I'm going to fucking do an interview right there, man. While That's he's very nice sleeping. of you. I would have uh, preferred that. Um. <laughs> cheers, man. Thanks no, for cheers. Just for actually showing up, man. <laughs> this is great. Thanks for having me. I, um, yeah, I just slept in, you know. This way I... Um, you know, couldn't do, didn't like university. I, I just, did you, did you go to university? No, man, I'm a high school dropout, man. Yeah, so you know what it's like. Yeah, yeah I do. All the excuses <laughs> that you gave me, I, I used them all. All of them, man. Dude, yeah, been- we did have a fire alarm. The fire alarm didn't go off. It was just dead. And it was making that one little, you know, when it's dead and it makes a noise where it's like, eh, eh, eh. And then my dog starts panting and going, and then it's like on my face. And that was at like 2 a.m., so. That's why I was late. What kind of dog you got? I have two Shih Tzus. Two Shih Tzus? Yeah. That's pretty... That's very... That's very um, appropriate for this area. I feel like a lot of people have Shih Tzus here. Yeah, you're a big guy. You're supposed to have like a Rottweiler or, or a fucking Pitbull, man. Uh, no, man. I feel like... I don't know. Like, I, that's... If I had a small dick, then I would get a like a big dog. <laughs> Does that make any sense? <laughs> I don't you know, know what I mean? Like, you know how women have big dogs? Because they're like, I want to like a husky. Like, it's like... I don't need a fucking... I don't need that fucking crazy-ass dog around. I need two little shitty fucking shits. How, how do you date a woman who has a big fucking dog? Like, I actually... I met, never have. You know, I met a girl. She had a Rottweiler. I'm like, I'm not going over your house. No fucking way. Yeah, I don't like that um, at all. <laughs> and they only talk about their dogs. Like, it's, yeah, it's, My girlfriend has a small dog, which is fine. It's scary, but it's st- like they're all girls' dogs are scary. They all bite and they all um, protect. <laughs> they all piss in the house. <laughs> <laughs> they all shed. Yeah, they all. They, yeah, there's some fucked up, but she has a small dog. I like her dog. I kind of. We did like a little power thing where now, now that her dog knows that I don't fuck around. I didn't like beat it or anything. I just said, yeah, because, you know, girl dogs don't get yelled at, right? They just get, stop it. Don't do that. Why are you doing? So the dogs just thinks they're doing the right thing at all times. But until you step in, you're like, no, fucking no. And then the dog's (laughs) like, holy shit. Like, I haven't never heard that. I'm eight. (laughs) Dude. You've been doing comedy for how long, man? Uh, 11 years. 11 years, huh? You know, I, I, I started hearing about you through COVID. People were sending me uh, uh, your reels. <laughs> the on, COVID like, app? It was <laughs> <laughs> soon, soon alert, I, alert. Go watch Ben Bankus <laughs> talk shit about Teresa Tan. Dude, those videos, well, how many of them went viral? I'm th- I think that, that the one that you did when she's speaking, uh, what was it about? The sex, uh, sex while you're having mask on? Yeah, I mean, you know what's funny about those videos? None of them technically went viral because I think viral is over 500,000 views. Uh, like, uh, so a lot of them have like 100,000. There's a few that have like 200,000 on Facebook and stuff like that. Um, but there's a lot of them. 
Like, I made a lot of those Therese Tam videos just because in the pandemic, I was, like, pissed off at her. I was watching TV just going, is this, like, this is insane what they're telling me right now, that we can't do this, we can't do that, and this woman's just the head of it. So I started making fun of her. I, I, at first, I was like, I don't know, should I? I sent it to my, I, I sent it to somebody, and they were like, don't post this. This is, this is too fucked up. <laughs> it was like, the first video I did was where she was like, Talking about uh, wear a mask for sex, I think, was like the first video or something. <clears throat> but the whole thing was just fucking ridiculous. Like, honestly, like. But what, people latched onto it. They liked the Teresa Tam videos, so I kept making them. But, you know, what's cool is my most viewed videos still on, on Instagram, at least, are stand up. So my stand up still, even though people, a lot of people are like, Teresa Tam, but then they're like, oh shit, this guy's been doing. I did stand up for way longer than I made videos like that i just kind of started doing that out of fucking necessity boredom and being like yo i gotta get my people have to nowadays especially in canada you got to do something else to draw people in it's the same in the states you gotta have okay he's really he got famous or popular from these videos but like when you came to see his stand-up you're like holy shit this guy's incredible because that's how that's that's what i'm uh you know striving for for the stand-up to um you know take over i don't want to make fucking i can't make videos about Teresa forever <laughs> i can make fun of other people too but well we have a, we have a lot to talk about but do you think comedy is is much much different now with all the restriction with all the cancel culture do you think a lot of a lot of comedians i feel like a lot of comedians are holding back on on saying jokes about certain like genders and and <laughs> yeah i mean it's of course, it's different, but it's also not in the sense that it'll never ch like making people laugh will never really change. But everybody is so sensitive now. They like are and they aren't, and it depends on the crowd. Like I'll do a crowd where I say one thing, and then they're like, "Oh my god!" And usually, I can pr like kind of make fun of them to the point where they realize that they're just being stupid because it's like this is adult entertainment. We're adults. You're going out on a, for a night to listen to a comedian talk. Um, and it's uncensored and it's, you know, it's live like last night in Oshawa, it's live. You get what you get. So people are never going to stop going to that and laughing. They might be offended. Uh, I, you know, some people might walk out and shit like that, but it's always been like that. The bigger issue is like the online press, like what was your opinion on something? Uh, I don't think it's as much about the jokes as as people get offended about like what your actual opinions are. But you know, I mean, uh, you also get really canceled on on social media now. Now they they just restrict pretty much a lot of jokes that have are, have sensitive topics. Social media for sure. Like, you know, YouTube. I feel like you can kind of get away with saying crazier shit um, than Instagram. You know, because. That's just how it is. I don't know if they assume more adults are on YouTube or whatever it is, but you know, you can't—you have to be creative about it. You have to still figure out a way to be funny. You know, bleep out the word if it's you know about the the jab or something. You want to bleep bleep it out or whatever. There's ways around it. Are you vaxxed? Uh, I don't uh, publicly <laughs> t tell people my medical history or whatever that some lawyer told me to say. <laughs> What do you think about the whole thing, anyways? Well, it's not, it's not good. Um, 
It's not good at all. And I think I'm I'm talking about this joke. I don't know if I want to expose the joke, but it's I, I've been doing this joke recently where I'm saying that you know I think that people should have the right to get an abortion, right? And people will clap usually some people, <laughs> and then I'll be like, but I I'm also against the vaccine mandates. And then it'll be like a totally separate group of people that start clapping. <laughs> and then I kind of explain to the audience that both sides, like we think we're living in two countries right now. Like we're trying to be convinced that we're living in two countries, one that's conservative, one that's liberal. In the States, it's the same thing with the Republicans and the Democrats. When in reality, those two sides are still running the country and working together, even when they tell us and act like they just hate each other. And, you know, we're so divided or divided, divided, divided. But they're still fucking us at the same time. They're still both trying to fuck us no matter what. Like, that's just that's just what they're going to do. Even Pierre Paul Lever, OK, yeah, he's a cool guy, but whatever. But the, the government's still going to try to fuck you somehow or, fu- some, you know, you might get an advantage and then somebody else gets fucked. So with the abortion thing in the States, it's like you let the government do, you know, impose these mandates for vaccines. And then now you're surprised that they have overturned Roe vs. Wade and the people who were against uh, you know, who were for vaccine mandates are against the Roe vs. Wade thing. But they were standing at the back. Get your vaccine. It's not about you. You have to follow the rule. And then the government makes a decision they don't like. And they're like, what the fuck? It's like you guys allowed that to happen. If the left had said, fuck vaccine mandates, too. We're with these guys. Roe vs. Wade would not have gotten overturned because the government would have been like, yo, we probably wouldn't get away with this. But they know they're going to get away with shit with half the population at all times. That's what the government's banking on that half were divided down the middle so either side can get some crazy shit through but now Trudeau is telling everybody all the Americans you guys can come and do whatever you want in, the, in Canada what to get abortion who cares why not I mean I, I listen I am I listen I believe your body your choice right same thing no matter with, what same thing with vaccination I believe you can do whatever. I don't think it's good I don't think like I think what's wrong with the left is the left is kind of like being like those women with the signs like I've had 47 abortions and I love you know you're like okay that's bad like that's fucked up like where nobody's saying that it's a good choice or it's an easy choice or it's a fun choice it's like should you have the right to do it yeah like you should have the right to fucking cut your eyeball out if you fucking want to I guess I mean there's those people the transabled I was, re- I was talking about that on my podcast and people who want to be disabled. So they do crazy shit. Like they, like some guy, it was like a story and he like, like purposely he worked at some warehouse and he purposely dropped some shit on his arm so he could be, have one arm. That's how crazy some people are. But that, but now we're supposed to be like, well, it's just who they think they are. It's like, no, that's kind of a different topic. But in terms of that stuff, in terms of what's going on, I think it's obvious that both sides will take advantage and i think the people just need to come together a bit more stopping being sensitive is like the people who are on the left who are just sensitive about everything like you're not helping the situation because if you're just sensitive you're always reacting to everything you're not you're not doing anything you're not making anything you're not thinking you're just going what happened today this oh i'm angry you know what's what's your benefit to society then it's really not much 
Um, and it's the same with the people on the right who who read something on a left wing article and just go, this is a fucking. And, you know, I talk about a lot of that shit on my podcast because I know. But, you know, my podcast is constantly changing and I like reading these articles and having some sort of unique opinion on them. But I think what's crazy is that we're just talking too much about everything right now. Like everything gets this, you know, every little like it, like when we were kids being gay, it's like, OK, we knew it was a thing. You know, we made jokes, whatever. We I've, I've I have friends that are gay. Never like was like, I'm not going to be your friend or some crazy shit. Um, you know, I fucking I don't think we really like grew up hating anybody like I grew up there was lots of gays in like movies and shit that we watched and there was like same with like when the BLM thing happened and like a lot of these young like kids who were probably in high school and like university are like oh my god it was just so racist before and it's like all my idols are black like literally like every show that I want like I, Chris Rock Dave Chappelle fucking you know I, I mean South Park was white guys but other than that it was pretty much um, you know, Rush Hour 3, <laughs> Rush Hour 2. You know, I'm just saying that we kind of grew up in a society that assumed we were all okay with each other and was just going along with it. And even when people made fun and shit like that, but it's like, yeah, you have the right, like, I think people have the right to be whoever they want and be, you know, if you want to be trans and all this shit, I think you have the right to. But, like, I also have the right to fucking make fun of it in a free country. Like, you're telling me, like, just like anything else, just like if you your job choice, like my friend works at Eggsmart, I make fun of him because I'm like, you work at fucking Eggsmart. <laughs> What's about working fucking Eggsmart? <laughs> right, it's what? not that bad, but I'm just like, yo, egg farts, and like, it's just Eggsmart. You know, we just, I just joke about it. He knows it's funny. He's not like offended, but you know what I mean. Like you, you have the right to make fun of whatever. Um, obviously, if it's in a hateful, mean way, that's not great. Like, but you know, I, I think people are just angry right now about a lot of that shit. They're angry that. Um, their kids are learning like weird shit at school. Well, that's that's the biggest issue. My problem, as long if you're older than 18 years old, you can do anything you want. But preaching and explaining things to young children to, to, who hasn't, who haven't yet made their mind on what they are and what they want to be in life, you know, pushing certain agendas on them, I'm absolutely against that. I think a, a, a person when he reaches a certain age, he should make his own determination what he wants to do, who he wants to fuck, who he wants to live with, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, but but be, anything before that, creating a system around it, an educational system, I don't know, you can make it if it's in a friendly way. Explanation that being gay is okay, you know, being transgender is okay. It's it's okay, you know, you can... <laughs> no friendly. But if, you, if you're telling that you, it's okay to try it, and see the differences between them. right. That's that's for me. Uh, I don't even like, know if they're teaching that. I mean, well, I just that's, think that's, that that's in a way implementing, right? Because well, they're just doing this thing. Like, like I agree with part of what you said, where it's like there should be you know some explanation at some point. Like, I remember we were in puberty class, which was like we had puberty <laughs> class. Do you remember that? <laughs> of course. That was like grade six. <laughs> that was grade six. That was the first time. That was like we knew our teacher your whole life, and you're like. You know, this bitch sucks. And then all of a sudden she's like, let's talk about anal. You know what I mean? So we did do that kind of like, and it was, you know, the parents weren't there and they just assumed puberty class are learning that they're growing older and whatever. 
you know, they didn't give a shit. Yeah, but we were um, different. Right. But our, it was more our, like, but there were, we had a box and kids would put questions in the box <laughs> and then the teacher would have to pull out the fucking thing. And they were like, what is anal? Like, literally, those were the questions. Like, grade sixes were, like, hilarious. We're all hilarious. And the teacher's like, oh, somebody, no, somebody asked, can you get pregnant from anal? And the teacher goes, well, if it fucking drips out of your ass and goes into your pussy, then, yeah, like, she didn't say ass and pussy, but she was like, if it drips out and goes up into the vagina, into the, I'm like, and that fucked me up. Like, you know, as a kid, I'm like, Jesus Christ, you can't even fuck a bitch in the ass. <laughs> but, like, b- the point is that we did do some shit like that. Um, and, like, I don't really even know what the difference is. The difference is now is it's like, I think in grade, like, one and shit, they're being like, what do you identify as? Like, what the fuck? Like, let the kid think about it for a yeah. bit. Like, I don't even know. Like, you're like, I don't want... You know, after 18, you can do what I want, obviously, or you what you want, I guess, uh, which, you know, is true. But kids, if you're gay, kids are going to be gay if they're gay. You know what I mean? Like a 15 year old could be gay. Absolutely. Um, but what so, if you're not? And then and then they're saying that it's it's listen, it's OK in a way to try it and see. You, you I don't can, know about you, try it. I mean, if they're like, yo, try being gay for a week. Here's your it's, homework. It's not about fucking no, dude. They don't tell you this. Hey, that's not good. But uh, <laughs> they, they don't go and tell you this directly. But what they do is that they say, listen, it's okay to try it. Right. Because it's, they're not going to say it's not okay. It's okay to try it. And then what happens is, let's say kids do try it. And maybe you're not gay. And you know, maybe you like it. Right, you know, so you kind of like, so you, so you kind of, you kind of spoken by a man who's swear to God he's never sucked a dick. <laughs> Maybe that one time when we were in the Kharkiv. Who is who is your uh, comic comic of choice? Who is you? Who, do you have an idol? Do you have somebody who you looked up to? Um, I don't know. I go through phases. Uh, Richard Pryor uh, is pretty big, and then obviously. Just like that, like lineage, like Eddie Murphy, um, you know, stand up on the move, stand up, stand up, um, like a obviously I love Louis C.K. I love Bill Burr, um, and was into those guys at certain points more than, you know, but like I like going, I, I like circle around, so I I just I think it's important to be a student of comedy. You just have to learn everything as much as you can. Um, and the more you know about comedy, the less you are like, I have one idol. Like I used to say Patrice O'Neill. Patrice O'Neill is like one of my, definitely like my top five or three even. Um, and he's, he's dope as fuck. So I just like the, I like the comics that don't give a fuck that really just don't give a fuck. And they go up and they just have, you know, ball, big, big old balls and they just fucking say whatever the fuck they want. And the audience, they bring the audience into their universe. They're not just sitting there trying to like make their fucking audience laugh, kind of thing. As long as they don't make bad movies. Like I'll be honest with you, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Hart. You smoking here? No. We can take a break in about half an hour. <laughs> you came so fucking late. I ain't giving you time to smoke. No, no, no. we got. I don't want to go on a smoke break. <laughs> smoke we, we can't. You have a vape. I think I had a vape, but I fucking left that at home. Oh shit. So. What I was saying is that I, I'm a huge fan of Kevin Hart, but I have a problem with Kevin Hart. I can't stand his movies. I just think he's a shitty actor, but anything he does off camera, 
like the jokes around that he did with the, the Rock and, and, and his stand-up is phenomenal. But when it yeah. comes to movies, it's just bad. Did you see the man, of, the man from Toronto? No. Horrible. Like horrible. But the thing is, for him, it's like he's just like cash and checks. You know what I mean? And he knows they're sh- shit movies. So bad. And I wouldn't say he's like a terrible actor, but I'd say that he's just, you know, he's... He's a pro at what he... He's a professional at making those types of movies. You know what I mean? And it's like... Once you get to a certain level, I think, where you're making that much money, you just go... Yeah, like, how many... Every single good uh, comedian and every single good um, or, like, super successful actor has done shitty movies. Yeah, but not... He's like... All, I don't know a single movie that I like with Kevin Hart. Stand-up, I watch all of them. All he the was good in... Um, he was really funny in uh, in Thirty uh, Year Old Virgin. He played like a small character that walks into the store that they work at where they sell. No, I don't remember that movie, man. I mean, I remember, but I don't remember him in that movie. That was like his first kind of like big role, and he had this whole thing where he talked shit to the other black guy and blah blah blah. He was like trying to buy a stereo, and then they almost got in a fight. <laughs> he is funny as fuck. It's just like yo, like he's almost like it's he's like a. It's for kids. Those movies for kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like there's a market in that. Um, so I'll never like I'll never say like, oh, I don't think he's a good actor because it's like he knows what he's doing. He knows where this movie's going, who's gonna, you know, pay for it. It's kids. Fucking Ice Cube used to do that shit. Ice Cube was in fucking uh he was come on man ice cube's a good actor friday i think he's amazing in both but he also did shit movies later like he did ice cube you know how many children's movies friday after next i like that he has no you know those children's movies that ice cube's done where he's like fucking it's like he's you know fucking some guy's baby mama or something no it's not that Uh, no he's like he's like he's like with some woman who has kids and he has to like meet her there oh yeah that was funny though yeah but with him because he's not trying to be funny right because he I mean he's a gangster man the guy he's cool he's cooler than Kevin Hart for sure yeah in terms of just being a cool guy yeah him trying to play to pursue the role of of this funny guy is already funny. Mm-hmm. With Kevin Hart, is just his jokes don't match the character when he does stand up. Like it feels like it's written for him, but it's just like I, 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 I. Well, a lot of those guys have writers, dude. Like they have like Wanda Sykes and you know a lot of other comics that write their shit. And like even Richard Pryor had you know Paul Mooney was a, one of his writers. Um, Chris Rock has I think Wanda Sykes and a few other um, comics that write for him, Chris Rock. Uh, so some, com- you know, like I said, you get to this level where you're just like, yo, I'm uh, fucking, I'm worth 200 mil. Like, write me some fucking jokes. Like, I'm tired. You know what I mean? Like, I already made myself famous on my shit. Not to say that I would want to do that. And I think, like, certain comics don't. Like, I think Louis C.K. writes his own shit. And, uh, but that's a, it's a different almost genre of comedy. It's a different type of people that are going. Like, sometimes the people that are going to Chris Rock might not be, like, hardcore comedy fans, you know? They're just people who are like, Chris Rock's in town. But he is funny as fuck. He's funny as fuck. I went to see him in Toronto. Yeah, he is funny as fuck. But the whole situation with Will Smith's fucking... That's bullshit, man. Did you make make any jokes about it? Kind of. I mean, like, everybody (laughs) talked about it. I think it's kind of done. I think the the funniest joke that I heard about it was basically saying, like, what? Who? (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so that whole thing is just. I think it was staged. And he, the only upsetting thing is when I went to see Chris Rock, he didn't talk more about it, but I can kind of see why because he was just like, fuck off. Like, you don't think it was staged? No. I think it was just, it looks staged because they're fucking actors, dude. Plus, on top of their friends for quite a while. I mean, the guy got fired from like a lot of shit. Like, I think it was staged. I think it was staged. It just, it was, it went out of order. I just didn't think it, it would take it so far. I mean, there's no way. I mean, on the level of Oscars, not to see that coming, mm-hmm. put this guy in the front row. I mean, mm-hmm. it just looked very. There are professional actors, man. I think he just went so overboarded. They can't come back and say. Chris hey, Rock was, made a funny joke about it. He was like, "People are like, are you okay?" He's like. Yeah, I got hit by a well-lotioned hand. Like he's like, well, it's worth like two hundred and fifty million. You know what I mean? Like, plus it was a slap. What are you drunk already? Why oh, is I hit that? Why do you even have this? Does this make any difference now? Is, 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 I just had an impulse so buy. I was so like, you, I'm gonna get this for so you, that. So you don't spin on the it's on the mic. Ridiculous. Oh yeah, this is yeah, COVID. You, now you care dude, about COVID. It, it look, yeah. Listen, well, that's why we have in the social distancing. Half of six feet. Dude, I love this area. I just feel like I'm so close to the best, like, cream cheese bagel with locks that I've ever had. Like, yeah, it's probably yeah. blocks from here. What a, what a bagel. We got to do it after. We gotta, well, you, oh, you live downtown. You don't have any of that. Mm, well, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> no, there's, a, there's like, a couple places. There is what a bagel downtown. Is it? Yeah, but it's, like, this is like the, not close. The, the Jewish, Jewish area. Yeah, I love it. I love the Jews. Celebrate the Jews. Um, I don't see you making fun of the Jews that much. Why? Because I make fun of Jews in my act. <laughs> do um, you make fun of everybody? And I, how many times I message you? I'm like, dude, you going too far? <laughs> I mean, I think it's fucking funny. I mean, you make fun of the Ukrainians of the Russians. I'm like, shit, you haven't got your ass kicked yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, who like? I have uh, definitely had people like angry, but not really. Like people know that it's. For the most part, people go to a comedy show and they know what they're getting into. Or it's like, you're following a comedian. Why are you upset about the comedians making jokes you don't like? I mean, it's ridiculous that you care. Um, there's tons of comedians making jokes I don't like. And I even find myself sometimes, like when the, you know, Now Magazine or, um, you know, CBC posts some arts, Globe and Mail, here's an article about this comedian and I know who they are and they suck. But they're just getting a lot of recognition because they're perfectly woke in some sort of way that I guess I'm not you know they're they're gay and they're this and that whatever and uh, I'll I'll, I'll find myself like typing out like a comment that I don't write you know I'll be like why am I I don't care you know I'd rather save the article put it in my uh, folder of articles and then I will fuck fuck it up for 10 years no I'll just talk about (laughs) it on my like Patreon podcast you know what I mean like, talk about it to the my actual audience who actually wants to listen to me. Like, I won't... Like, that's why my Patreon's kind of cool. Is like, I have, like, over 60 bonus episodes of my podcast on Patreon. And you can go on there and, like, we just talk straight shit pretty much. That we wouldn't on the free podcast. So... It's, it's a big difference? I, I don't know anything about it. Well, if you listen to my podcast regularly, then... Um, you know, the Patreon's like almost like a different version of it where it's like me and my friends just like actually having fun versus me just talking about which my new my podcast used to be that and that it became kind of news based and now I'm kind of moving away from 
necessarily having it all be about certain news articles. But there's just so many news articles right now. Yeah. And so many of them don't even, like, it's almost like they're fake. They really are fake in the sense that it's just, sorry, it's just content. Like, they're just putting up content and nobody's sifting through it or even reading it. So when you read it, you're like, this is crazy that they actually fucking wrote this article about, like, this 17-year-old doesn't have the ability to cut off their dick and what are we going to do about it? And, like, some reporter actually goes to this person's house and you're like, what the fuck is... What is this? Like, there's so many worse things going... Like, real stories. Like, you're not... Why aren't you at the house of, like, the most recent, like, shooting victim who, by the way, is probably black and, uh, you know, so you're not talking to them. You're talking to some white girl in Nova Scotia's family because she's crying because she can't fucking sew her pussy up. And then there's like actual families of like, like the, the woke people say minority groups. Like this is, a, there's their words, not mine, minority groups. But there, where are the stories about that? There's crazy shit going on in the city all the time, but the reporters are too fucking scared to even get involved and go learn about what's going on with the gangs. Let's, let's do a report on what's going on with the fucking, um, the carjacking the, 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 or any other horrible thing that's going on in the city. Kidnappings, this, that. No, let's talk about this girl who lives in the suburbs and her mom is really worried because she doesn't, you know, she wants to change genders. That's, that's why I, it's upsetting. Not just because I'm like a bigot and I'm like, yo, fucking, I don't want to hear about this shit. It's more like, there's other more important shit. Like, the, this is what the, the left says. Like, oh, what about the indigenous BIPOC community? Yeah, what about them? Show me a fucking story on that. They're not going to get to that. No, no. They just, never really do the news story on it. They just do, like, they'll do, like, little, like, like it's, it's very fucked up. That's why I think woke culture is, is inherently racist. Because I almost feel like 10 years ago, we talked more about natives and black people and shit. And like you know, and now it's like we we actually use this language again, where we're like blacks and BIPOC and this and that. Like this is like that's like older language, I think, than what we were before, where we were all just people and we we're like. So I thought that we were just celebrating it all, but apparently now it's better. And and I think the government is, you know, and I could be wrong, but I think they kind of trick people who are. Um, not white into going along with the woke ideology because they just go, look, we're, it's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for you. We're going to make sure there's these quotas for you to not every company's going to have quotas and the government's going to have quotas of how many of you we're going to hire. And so they trick these people into not speaking up when a lot of people who aren't white would be like, uh, hello, this is fucked up. I don't like this, but they're like, just, I'm not gonna. I think it's fucked up, but also like I now I have a better job, so why would they fucking speak out? So then white people speak out, and then they get called racist. <laughs> so it's like a fucking, it's kind of a fucked up. We're we're kind of circling the toilet here. Have you been called racist? You made some for some, sure. some jokes millions about Asians. Times. Millions. How do you react to that? I mean, you know, I mean, you obviously you, as a comedian, you, I mean, you hide behind the, the, it's a comedy. Yeah. But, you know, some people can really take it. I mean, I find the stuff funny because there, I, mean, I like dark there's humor. There's definitely some of those videos that are more racist than others. And, uh, you know, I think, like, I'm not a racist person in the sense that I don't discriminate people, like, on their, based on their race. I discriminate them on how they act. 
and how cool they are and shit like that. <laughs> and then, you know, make fun of them how, you know, however I need to. And I definitely believe that, that stereotypes exist and they're funny. So I think it has to do with if it's funny, it's funny, whether it's racist or not, or somebody's going to call it racist or not. If it's funny, it's funny. But yeah, I mean, I've did so many of those Teresa Tam videos. Sometimes I was like really pissed off when she was just being like, you can't leave your house for a long time. But a lot of people, I think people who know me are like, he's not racist. He's just an asshole. And, you know, not really an asshole, but like willing to go there. He's himself. You know, we're not all just these virtuous, perfect people that walk around going, I can't say a thing. And fuck knows what those people are doing, you know, uh, behind closed doors. But we're, you know, I just try to be myself, honestly. And I make fun. I have friends of every race, so I never really think of it like, oh, I'm like a racist. It's like, it's not like I'm, uh, you know, in some majority white area. Like, I grew up around everybody, so I don't. Before before posting a joke, do you send it to your friends? Be like, hey, listen, does this sound racist? (laughs) Sometimes. Not usually racist. (laughs) No, I'll be like, does this sound racist? It's more like, is this too fucked up? Like, you know. Like, if people were, if somebody was be like, Ben's racist, and I'd be like, why? And they'd be like, well, he, okay, he posted a white square on BLM, <laughs> which was true. I did, but I did it because I thought it was funny, not because I was like, white power. You know what I mean? I was just like, everybody's being so serious today, being like, black square, we have to do it. And so I posted the white one. It's funny. Um, to you. A lot of people can take it offensively. Right. To you. I mean, but a lot of people messaged me and were like, this is literally the funniest thing I've ever seen. I've never laughed this hard in my goddamn life. Because it was the day that everybody was doing it, right? Posting the blah. So people were like, this is so fucking funny. Obviously, there were people being like, what the fuck? But like, yeah, I'm joking. I'm chaos in the universe. Comedy is chaos. Comedy is, you know, linear. And then, you know, it's the heartbeat of life as a, as a human being that you laugh. Like, imagine you did everything else, but you don't laugh. And a lot of people go through life like that. They don't laugh at anything. They don't find anything fucking funny. Except maybe like, uh, you know, a banana slip on a banana peel, maybe they would laugh. Like, you know, like, so, yeah. I think that we need more laughs in our life because with all the shit that is happening around the world, we, we need... We need we need more and more good comedians. I just find there's not a, not a lot of yeah. good comedians in Canada. I, I, just, I honestly, my honest opinion, I think that a lot of, um, a lot part of, of it's clubs because are too old. Like yeah, a, well, like, part of it because there's they don't pay people like really properly. Are you so, doing this full time? You doing the full time? Yeah. Do you so, get how much you get paid for a show? Um, on the low end, like two hundred, maybe one hundred fifty, and then the high end, like a thousand, probably. Yeah. So the be- the the more, I mean, I guess the better the but. Look, what I'm trying to say is that a lot of these clubs, they just don't look somewhere where you want to go. And, and, and Right. And then you go and the comedy's like not that great. And, you know, but the thing is, sometimes they go and it is really good. Like they go and see me and then it's like, holy shit, I actually like comedy again or whatever. They go see somebody and they're like, I actually like comedy again. So it's just about that if you want to make it in Canada, you got to make it in the U.S. and then come back here and... and you know, do all the theaters or do all the fucking stadiums or whatever. You can't really break through because Canadians are cheap and they have no fucking um, pride in people that 
our country. It's not like in America, but like, you're, oh, you're Canadian. You're here in America trying to make, that's amazing, man. Because then they're like, I'm proud that you have to come to my country to become something. <laughs> right? Whereas here, it's just like, leave. Like, no, last night I'm standing outside of uh, Yuck Yucks. I got like four applause breaks. And I'm selling t-shirts. And they're like, I, t- I sold two t-shirts. Because people are just like, I'm like, uh, you guys want to support support me t-shirt? They're like, you were fucking hilarious, but no. How much are your t-shirts? $25. The fuck? Of course they're not gonna buy. Who the fuck's gonna buy a t-shirt? Twenty five dollars is f- like seventeen dollars US. Like, are you kidding me? It's not that Dude, much money anymore. I buy with inflation, H and M for twelve ninety nine. Why the fuck am I gonna buy twelve ninety nine? So you, yeah, okay, yeah. First of all, it looks like shit. Second of all, <laughs> fucking hundred percent cotton. Okay, no, but I'm saying yours that, looks like shit. I know. Well, this is champs. But uh, Did you bring me a shirt. No. Like, I, yes, or, I have shirts in my car. You're gonna use it to me. I ain't paying twenty five dollars for that. No, I'm not gonna make you pay. But $25 to support a comic and buy a shirt. I do two for 40 so if you get two, you get four. What a joke. But, like, what the <laughs> fuck? Why not? Why not? Well, how much if you, if you go to a baseball game and you, and you want to buy a T-shirt of the Blue Jays, that's, like, fucking $40. You want to you go to any co- co- comedian, buy their merch online, it's, like, $35, $30 U.S. plus shipping. Like, people in the U.S. sell shirts for $30 U.S. after shows. I'm selling it for $25 Canadian. It's nothing. It's like, it's like less than $20 US. Look, my personal opinion about... And I think that it's good to value yourself. Like, I know comics that do fucked up shit. Like, they bring pins. They try to sell pins for $2. Like, you want to buy a pin? Nobody buys a pin. People buy... I, sometimes I sell 5, 10 shirts after a show. Like, honestly. What, um, kind, what kind of shirt is that anyways? T-shirt has my logo on it. $25. $25. Okay. What, are you, like, Jewing out right now that you wouldn't buy a T-shirt? I'm just, I'm just calculating my mind. <laughs> like, that's... that's ex- but you're proving my point. Like, this is Canada. Bro, I wouldn't do it in the fucking States. I mean, unless it's Chris no, but, Rock or... or, or uh, but exactly. But if you're in this... But if I was in the States and people are like, how much are your shirts? I'd be like, 25 US. They'd be like, yeah, here. Like, they don't care. They're cool about money movement in the states even though people don't people don't all have money but they're like oh i want to give my, this guy money cuz it was good cuz this is that's their thinking i whereas I, canada goes you were i already gave money to the comedy club and blah 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 and even though you're only getting paid 125 dollars a show i'm not going to buy a t-shirt because i spent 40 dollars on drinks like it's people being cheap i have to disagree with you i'll tell you explain to you why I don't think Canadians are cheap at all. I think they're very generous in general. I think the crowd... They're, one second. They're cheap I think with the crowd, art. No, no, the, no, no, no. They're not cheap. Bro, are you kidding me? They're spending fucking five, six hundred dollars to go to a, a show. They go to that, uh, what do you call it? Van Gogh, the show. Is Van Gogh Canadian? Yeah, but, no, but it's run by Canadian. Is companies. Chris Rock Canadian? Is any of the fucking Canadian? No, no, no listen, people they do not spend, support. Here's the problem. Canadians no, here's the in problem. Canada, the people that show up to the show, the people that the the venue caters to, are could be possibility of being cheap. You know what I'm saying? That, that's that's the problem with Canadian comedy places uh, venues is that that's they, true. They they that the is places true. look like shit. You know, I look some of the stuff online. I'm like, what the fuck? I would not go there with my girlfriend. You know what I mean? I would not go there with my friends. <laughs> not, it's, right. They just look like shit. Have you seen the Russian comedy club? Have you seen the way it looks? Wait, in Russia? Yeah. Have you seen the the way, just the, the venue, the way it looks? Have I seen Russian comedy clubs? No. Take a look online. I know you won't understand anything, but just take a look just the way it looks. 
This is full-scale fucking production. And we talk about thousands. Well, they to have get, that in the states thousands too. Thousands to get in. Thousands to get in. They think these artists care about twenty-five dollars shirts? No, they get paid thousands. Why? Because the venue created around them. First of all, they pay well the artists, but they also concentrate on having great clientele. The ones who don't care about twenty-five dollars shirt, you're not even going to sell it to them. Right. They're going to come and spend a thousand dollars per person to sit on the table. The problem is the way it's done in Canada that, that's, is incorrect. But, that, but that's like. Then you're just doing comedy for fucking rich people. Why not? What do you mean, why not? You're selling shirts for $25. Rich people aren't going to fucking laugh at certain shit. They're going to be like, I paid $1,000. I demand that he say this and that. And if he doesn't say what I like. What are you talking about, man? Well, in Russia, you could go to jail for doing comedy, first of all. If you say say fuck Putin, you're fucking going to jail. Before the war, I think, probably not. But you don't really... Maybe. It's a different kind of country, man. But we're talking about... But I'm just saying in Canada... The people who understand, you could say to them, look, I'm making $125 tonight. You spent 60 bucks. You have money to spend, but you don't want to buy a shirt because you don't care that I'm Canadian. That's what I'm saying is we don't have a respect. In Russia, at least they go, this is a Russian guy. He's from Moscow. He's amazing. It's Russia. We're, there's a pride of we're going to elevate this guy. I want to pay $1,000 to see this guy. He's this talented Russian and we're Russian and... We don't have that. We have, are you American? No, you're Canadian. You suck. That's what we have. And that's why you have to leave. Here, I mean, if you're talking to, only to about comedians, uh, maybe. But if you're talking about Canadian artists, I mean, what are you talking about? All Drake. Artists. Drake, where? Oh, yeah. Did Drake make it big in Canada? Yeah, he's the biggest one in Canada and in the world. What do you mean? Come on, man. Justin Bieber. If no Americans had latched on to Justin Bieber or, uh, or Drake... They would never have made it. Well, Drake Lil Wayne started. is American. He was the one who stamp, stamp of approval, brought him to the states. He lived in Atlanta for a long time, for a bunch of years, and made a bunch of records with fucking the guy from Forty area, for uh, Murder Beats, and you know, hanging out with the Migos and shit. You, there's U.S. shit that happened in Drake's thing before he was famous in Canada. But he did open the door for a lot of artists. And yes, and now when you say I'm from Canada, it's not looked up the way. If you're a fucking report. rapper, but then you get shot in two weeks anyway, so it's not really that fucking great. <laughs> or you have to go to the U.S. at some point. Like you have to go and do the U.S. thing. So it's I think it is ri- literally with every fucking art form, and from violin to painting on the wall. To sculpture, if your shit's not showing there, you're never gonna show here on a on a big scale. Like you might get a you might get a little gallery here and a little fucking, you know, commemorative fucking bench uh, in a park, but you're never gonna get like that the real celebration of Brian Adams, Bieber, Drake. Whoever else is Canadian that's huge. But is it possible because Jim, they're just Jim not Carrey, good? Jim Carrey is Canadian. Norm. <laughs> but do, do you think that maybe they're just not trying to be as good or just not It's good? just there's not as many people in the country. So it's a smaller market and it's easier to be controlled by the government who already controls so much. So they don't. It's not in the government's best interest to make people mega stars here. It's not because like they have one or two guys they'll have like right now it's Jerry D is like their mega star that and he's not like a mega star by any means he's not Chris Rock but he's selling out massive thousand person venues across the country because he follows the rules of what needs to be done and he's kind of had the experience he's been on a TV show in Canada for 10 years you know uh, whatever Mr. D so those are the types of 
celebrities that can kind of get elevated. People who want to like speak out and be like, yo, fuck it. Like they don't, they, they're like, you want to make it do, doing that? Go to the States and then maybe we'll respect you after kind of thing. Plus you gain your followers. It's like, it's like you gain There's your There's just base. more people in the States. So that too? like But if you have 10,000 followers here, that's like doing the same content in the States. You probably would have a hundred. Because there's just so many more people. Well, that's one of the reasons I'm going to uh, Florida to do a podcast there too. So I'm going to be going between Canada because the market, yes, is bigger. Plus, on top of everything, there's not a lot of movement here, which is very. I am a hundred percent Canadian. I mean, I do anything for this country. You know, like I mean, the, the you can't you can't stop me from from uh, being being Canadian. But I, it's unfortunately I love Canada. It, Canada is the best country to live in. Honestly, right. the, the it best. just sucks for art, but that's dumb because who cares really? about art and the most people just want to go to Costco and have a fire and but I do believe but I do believe in changes I actually like I said before I actually believe that that the problem is in the venues in the production the biggest problem here is in production well also the talent pool is they don't Smaller. refresh it they don't refresh like there's people who really really want to do it when they're like 23 24 25 and they're like working really hard to do comedy Um, and then they're like, well, come when you're older. And it's like, if you don't choose them now at 23, 24, 25, they're going to go, fuck this. I'm going to go get a regular job and kill it at that and make money. They're not going to struggle so that in five years I'm good enough to make $125, you know, at uh, some place. So that's, uh, that's, the, that's part of the issue. Yeah, the production value. But like downtown Yuck Yucks is awesome. Like downtown oh, Yonkers. I saw some of the stuff. Come on, man. I would not go there. No, no, no. We're talking My about special was filmed there. Good, good for you. But uh, it's not one of those places. Like, it has to be a full scale production for the people that you think the rich people don't laugh. They would want a lot to go of, there. A lot of rich people do come to Yuck Yuck, so. They and, hide with uh, a mask. <laughs> no, like, they, they actually do. Like, I think that that's. Uh, I think the idea that it has to be this huge production, like. In the States, they have the improv and stuff like that. And, like, some of them are, like, the improv theater. And they're very... It's a big production. But there's still an aspect to it of, like, it's a comedy club. Like, you're not... Go, you're going there to get shit-faced and laugh. You're not going there to be like, oh, the napkins are nice. Like, you go have that dinner after. Yeah, but, um, if, you get, but if you create a cheap environment, like most of these places do, cheap bar environment... You're not going to get good people in there. You're not going to want... I mean, you're not going to get people who eventually would want to buy a $25 shirt. You're going to have people who give you $5. But you're never going to get everybody with that. Like, it's always going to be a small... Like, you're never going to sell... Uh, uh, you know, it was... There was... Last night, it was like 35 people. I sold two shirts. So that's like not even that bad. That's like if there was 100 people there, I would have sold five. And then if there was 200, I would have... So for me, that's fine. Um, and I'm not in like the business of selling shirts or whatever, but I'm just saying that people will see your set and go, that was fucking awesome, but I don't want to give you any money. That's my point about Canada is that people will see even your podcast. Do you, you, it's free, right? Yeah. So if you came out tomorrow and you have, so you have these listeners who are like, I love your podcast. I love your podcast. If you said tomorrow, I have a paid version now, then you'd be like, oh shit. It's like all, it's really between two and 5% of your audience will actually give money to that. So it's just a numbers game. Yeah. Like merchandise and any of that shit. But my point is that But when you get super Canada's big, lower, that number goes up. Right. right. But Canada has a lower percentage of people that will we just don't have that mindset where in the states they have the mindset of like I'm going out 
spending money. You know, money is fluid there. People hoard money here. Canada is about hoard. Like we have a lot of hoarders of money uh, in this economy too. Like a lot of old people sitting on fucking tons of shit, tons of money. Yeah. And uh, millionaires. 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 Millionaire. And some people they don't even you don't even know the guy fucking the Chinese guy picking up bottles is like worth like sixteen million or some crap. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stagnant money um, that you know. So the government has really the most money, um, the way they, at least the way they spend, right? Because they can borrow so much money. And they give money to the CBC and the CTV to put on comedy. And the CBC and the CTV don't want anybody, or they don't seem to want any single person to become famous or to become like, this is the star. Yeah, and because you're going to represent, you're going to misrepresent. You're going to go the opposite because you're going to make fun of. But what you know. I think is the mistake that they're making is if CBC came to me or CTV said, "I want to fuck it. We're let's write a show. What do you got? Let's write a show." And I pitch something, and they're like, "Let's do it." And then we make it, and then we po- we put it online, and then people get mad that I didn't like lockdown or some bullshit. Or I posted the white square three years ago as a joke, and that's mean and blah, blah, blah. Say they do that, the show will blow up because a million people are going to be like, this is horrible, this horrible, right? And all the other people who never watch CBC or TTV because they're like, it's all shit, all of a sudden go, what's this thing that everybody's mad about that I'm reading articles about how they're going to cancel this guy's show? Then all of a sudden, everybody's watching it. Yeah, opposite marketing. So... I think that they're making a huge mistake by trying to appease the people that wouldn't... They're trying to appease the people that would never buy a t-shirt. And the people who would buy t-shirts, just for the you know purpose of this conversation, I'm using the t-shirt analogy. They want raw shit. They want to see somebody do real comedy and talk about crazy shit. And that's why they give money to American comics who are saying it how they want someone to say it rather than any Canadian comic. There's no, the only Canadian comics that make money are in Quebec. Because what? Quebec gives oh. money to uh, the towns and shit like that to, to put on productions, big productions, like you're talking about. They fill theaters. Every town has a theater for comedy in, in Quebec. So comics have a huge thing. They make like 10 grand a show. Wow. They're doing you know French comedy. They tour around. There's a bunch of, like, there's a hundred different fucking towns to go to that have these huge theaters. And then they all get on TV because they have their own TV there. So they have their own economy. They have their own. Quebec has a good art economy. You could never leave Quebec. And if you get big in Quebec, that's where all in Paris and shit like that, they, like, watch Quebec comedy because they think it's Just for laughs. Just for laughs is for Quebec. Right. Just for, it's, it's for these guys are funny. Wait, you mean the gags? Yeah, I mean, it's right. from Quebec. Right, but I'm just saying that they have their own shit. Yeah. Listen, when you invest, that's where you go. Here, nothing. They don't. But, but the government doesn't care here about art. But uh, the auto venues have the Ontario government. But the venues have the opportunity to, opportunities to change things. Like, I am working on a couple. It's expensive. Who, listen, if you get good clientele, you can. And uh, they were just closed for two years. Yeah, that that's been that kind of, that fucked it up because I think a lot of those venues were gearing up to be like we're gonna redo and remodel and da, da, and then it was just fuck and then we don't have anything so that fucked it up like there was a lot of plans that have changed but there I think Yuck Yucks is opening a new comedy club soon in Manitoba 
Um, so that'll be pretty cool to start. I've never been there. So I've been to Manitoba fucking... many times. I mean, oh, Sucks? He, you know, in, in a way, I, I love Winnipeg, in a way. But in, in a way, it's just very weird town. Yeah. Uh, but it, Canada's it, weird. Canada's like a twilight <laughs> zone of America, really. It just feels like we shouldn't be existing, but we are. We're just this whole population of people that just live here. It's Canada so is weird. moving, Ben. Canada is moving to Florida. A it lot just, of people are moving to the States, um, and... You know, I'd like to uh, at some point. It's just feels empty here. It feels empty of people who want to actually be Canadian. Like everybody's like, I hate it here. The people who say they hate it here stay, and the people who say they love Canada leave. Leave. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know because of the pandemic. It's I'm, probably I, like I, that every country. But I go to Florida a lot, and and, and for the last year I have never you know every time I go there maybe you see somebody from Toronto once on the blue moon now it feels like I'm in Toronto everywhere you go I see people my customers every, like and everybody it's what moving there right everybody sold their houses here and moving to Florida first of all it's cheaper because you know yeah. for, for an average house here a million dollars I mean you can get some pretty decent house for a million bucks in, mm-hmm. in, in the states totally a mansion yeah. Here a condo now was some hundred thousand dollars average. Mm-hmm. It's insanity. So, and, and you know, bigger country, like you said, more opportunity. But I think that the, this place is mismanaged by the government. This new, especially the new government, just mismanaged completely. We yeah. went from being like the best country in the world to now it's like, where are you from? Huh? I'm from yeah, I mean, Canada's still, like, one of the best countries in the world, like, obviously, like, you could, and, and I think being in Toronto kind of fucks you up to think it's not, because once you leave, you're like, people are doing donuts in the middle of the street, <laughs> like, in small towns, and everybody's free and has guns and doesn't give a fuck, you know what I mean? So, I think Toronto, the big cities are just too, like, liberal and, and, and weird, and, and the rest of the country is cool, but... Uh, there's just we don't have like all this all the big cities in the states are liberal too right like new york la even like houston's like more liberal but like there are cities like houston and atlanta where it's like it's, they're not real like they're liberal but they're like cool places like louisiana new orleans we don't have calgary isn't really that cool you know what i mean like winnipeg isn't that cool there's nothing going on even in toronto it's like what last night was friday night or Saturday night in uh, in downtown Toronto. There's nothing going on. You drive around the city. It's not that bump. It, your, your club obviously was was bumping, but downtown it's like meh, eh. I mean, there's a lot of places that are really bumping it down on the Saturday night. Though. King, King Street. Yeah, I King guess Street. so, but not in the way that you'd see in like a in a U.S. city where you'd be like, this is really fucking popping off. Here it's like, okay, this bar has a line, that bar has a line, but like doesn't look that fucking people aren't even having that much fun they're just like oh well now people are very very restrictive with finance everybody's kind right. of freaking out like with, with, with inflation it's crazy it's an, and it's everything's more expensive and you can't do anything and it's and you just basically th- have to be you know be poor like they're just like you have to be poor yeah and it's it's to say you go to a store things that the vegetables cost more than meat Vegetables, <clears throat> it's insane. You you buy a couple. I mean, for here, you buy a couple of uh, packages of tomatoes and cucumbers, like you're thirty bucks. I'm like, a bag of lettuce, sixteen dollars. I mean, 
What are you supposed to do? Is that real? Yeah, man. $16 for lettuce? Yeah, it's insane, man. Yeah, it's just, listen, as a, as a bar owner, it's it's tough because you have to pass it on to the client, right? Right. And you really don't want to, but what are you going to do? Everything went up rent. Yeah. Like, and the way it's going down, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, that's another reason that nobody gives a shit, but it's still important. I think entertainment will survive because people, when they're really poor, like, well, what can we do, I guess? Borrow poor, poor, more money and go party. Yeah. Strip joints. Most of the time, through recessions, strip joints always made money. <laughs> but even they're slowly getting, you know. The, well, don't, people don't have money to begin with, and then they got fucked by the uh, pandemic, and then on top of that, they're like, there's this huge inflation, and then the government just sits there and goes, Oh yeah, this isn't happening. It's totally normal and everything's fine. And then oh, we're just gonna raise this and raise that. And apparently, in five years, if they keep raising interest rates, like something like one in four people will like lose their home or something. Oh, they're gonna be a collapse. Like, and then so yeah, so we're basically five years from total co- like catastrophe, or they or like they're just gonna keep it five years from catastrophe at all times by constantly you know, borrowing more money or whatever. So they're just, they're just delaying the inevitable that whenever they stop doing that, we're fucked. Um, at least for a bit. And honestly, I think we deserve it. I think a lot of people in this country deserve to just live like shit and be poor for a long time. Why? Why? Because they made too much money in the, you know, because I mean, I mean, I don't really mean that in like they're evil or anything, but I just mean in the sense of like, if you zoom out on earth and you like think about us as like these little fucking cells and shit, like there's so many of us that live like shit lives in this fucking world. And then our country has just complained and complained about every little thing and this and that. I mean, not COVID was a big deal, but other things like we complain about and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, like the woke people too. Like I don't, it's racist here. And it's, this. and it's like, there's people suffering in other countries and we complain here. So it's kind of makes sense that eventually we're going to have to suffer because we just were whiny and now we're going to have to suffer a bit. And it probably won't even be that bad comparatively. You know, we're not suffering like we're in fucking, you know, Bangladesh in a fucking uh, living in a shed. You know what I mean? Uh, or a South American favela or something. So it's like, okay, lettuce is $16, but... And, and I'm not saying that's right, but I'm saying that's the overall mentality of our country. We'll be like, oh, I'll pay the extra money. Because they know... That's exactly what's happening, too. It, they rather... Everybody's going to be in debt, which is better still than everybody just getting, like, gang raped in fucking Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, man. Cheers, bro. Listen, back. we're back. We went for a little smoke break. This guy gave me a cracker. I was expecting <coughs> fucking cream cheese and bagels. Dude, we're fucking close. We <laughs> open till six. If you would have come a little earlier on time, maybe we would have had pizza. Really? No. <laughs> I don't eat pizza. <laughs> Why are you on a diet? Yeah, you lost <laughs> 15 pounds. Yeah. In how long? a month doing two months just cardio uh weights and cardio what happened there's too much action for you on tv you want to see yourself skinnier yeah i don't want your girlfriend give me your problems uh i mean both but like i'm not trying to i don't i i just was the pandemic fucked me up and i didn't really get back on track till like recently how much weight how much weight you gained probably like 40 pounds through the pandemic yeah 
the fuck were you doing? Nothing? Like, did you work just, out a little bit? I was at one point, but then they closed the day. The gyms were closed for a while. And then I just, when they Yeah, opened, you can close your mouth also yeah, for a but while. But I just was, like, sad <laughs> and depressed. I was just, like, ordering Uber Eats every day. Getting fucking drunk and shit. Oh, everybody, man. I didn't, I didn't really gain that much weight, but I was going through some fucked up stages. But it did help me with the podcast. It kind of, you know what, I was like, because I started doing the main podcast for myself as the Jimmy Show right at uh, the pandemic. Right. Because I realized, okay, everybody's sitting at home. Mm-hmm. Nobody has anything to do. Might as well do a podcast. And it actually blew up pretty well all over the country. I was like, okay, so this is a good start. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, my podcast... Um, we started with 10 people, and now we have probably about 1,500 across all the platforms listening on a weekly basis. So, Wow. It's not that b- bad. It's not great. I'd like 10,000, really. But Do you make any money? From uh, I make money from Patreon. So my fans who give me money, I make not enough, but 500 bucks a month. It's not bad. What's the future for you? What do you want to be? I want to get on Joe Rogan. I want to um, do theaters, do the stadiums, and uh, it'd be nice to have a big Patreon following too, unless I'm making money some other way. Um, but I, you know, I want to, I want to make money, but I want the comedy to just be good, and I'm trying to concentrate on just making it really good, so that when people listen to it, they're like, "Yo, this is actually legit." I'm not just, uh, you know, fucking around. What about movies and TV shows? Are you pushing yourself in that direction? I haven't. I don't really have an agent. I think I gotta like delete my Twitter before I go get an agent. Probably. <laughs> Why? How bad is your Twitter? I don't know. It's pretty bad. I don't know. There's probably terrible things on there from two years ago. Just me being like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> Who cares how many people die from COVID? <laughs> oh, you said that? Oh boy. Well, at the beginning, I was like, "What are we like?" I knew that not that many people would die. Um, Did you have COVID? Have I had it? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I had COVID. Pretty yeah. fucked up. Was it? Um, I mentioned it before on, the, on one of the shows. I mean, I was perfectly fine. I was fine. for like a second. I was perfectly fine until I went to see my doctor. And when he told me, I have, it was like you have COVID, go get tested. And when I got tested, I'm like, oh, shit. It's like you went. Like then you that. felt bad? Then I felt bad. I was wow. okay. I mean, I felt weak. You know, it's a little bit short of the breath, but it's nothing abnormal that I didn't have before, right? As an asthmatic, we go through these stages all the time. You have asthma? Yeah. <laughs> but then the minute they told me you have COVID, Smoke oh, cigarette. man, everything went fucking upside down. But you know, what COVID, you know what COVID did to me personally? I quit smoking. We just had a cigarette. Dude, because I forgot my vape, so I did the one. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I had to do one because I, I forgot my vape. But I haven't, I haven't really like smoked. I used to smoke it back in the half a day. Now, oh. like this is probably one, and then I had maybe one when I was in Florida, and uh, like we're talking about completely once in the blue moon. Right. But it's not heavy what it used to be. But well, well that's good because of COVID. Because I knew you're gonna sit at home, you're gonna smoke like two packs a day. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing to do, right? So. <laughs> Listen, you do a lot of jokes about uh, Mr. Zelensky. Oh yeah, what's up with that? Do you get a lot of heat for that? Um, not really. Um, a lot of people just—I mean, Zelensky is f- inherently funny because he's just this. My name's Zelensky. I don't know. He's just funny to me that 
I mean, he's, he's a, you know his background. He's, he's like a comedian. comedian and all this shit, and he made. He's a, a comedian. Yeah, and he made a show about him being prime president, and now he's president, and it's very weird, and now he's at war, and we everybody's supposed to care about him, and you know, and he has this fucking Ukrainian accent, and he has <laughs> shaking hands with Nancy Pelosi, Nancy Pelosi, <laughs> hello, Nancy, <laughs> and uh, you want to eat some chicken, Kiev? So he's just, I don't know. I just find him funny because I like doing those dubs of the videos of, of they'll post a video of him doing some stupid shit like with Trudeau when she was giving Trudeau the award to give to the dog and shit like that. And I'm like dubbing over that like, you'll give the little doggy the award. And Trudeau's like, it's the doggy. It's just, I mean, these people are just caricatures of themselves, really. Trudeau, they're all just hilarious, in my opinion. They're fucking hilarious. Well, Zelensky is a professional comedian. He had he's a, no, he has a, he's, a Ukra- he's a Ukrainian comedian, which that's more like a clown to me. The, the that's more like oh, <laughs> listen, but he inherited some crazy timing. I mean, he's, he's funny. The, like I actually watched some of his show, which I found funny that they put it on Netflix once he was at war. <laughs> They're like, yeah, well, that's that's the choice. <laughs> yeah, so he's a popular character. Now he's finally getting the uh, fame he deserved wanted I think eventually he's going to get the Nobel Prize my opinion maybe for I don't what, know for what for what he have, uh, he has done for his for his country he, he's looking at a Nobel Prize yeah it's a weird war like why don't they just blow up any like the where he lives and end it I mean um, it's not, it's, I don't think it's that easy but just in general I mean I look at it this this I would have never in a million years would imagine that Russia and Ukraine would, have, would be at war. Like for me, still to this, till this day, it's like, wow, how could that even be possible? You know. But, we, but you, when you, <laughs> when you make fun of him, like I mean, they invaded Ukraine like for in 2014 too, so it's not didn't feel totally impossible. And they've been at war. But it was, in the it Donetsk was very region. it was very mild compared to this like full scale invasion. Like this is bad. And there's so many right. Ukrainians living in Canada. You know, it's one point. Yeah. It's one point two million. Mm-hmm. It's like the biggest Ukrainian population outside yeah, of Ukraine. Yeah. Right? Did you did you get harassed for making those jokes? No, I think Ukrainians think it's. Fu- I mean, I'm not like. What am I saying, really? I'm just making fun of the whole thing. And the, and the reality is that the the states is like. I mean, using Ukraine to like money launder, right? Like that's kind of what they do. I think it's the states. All the a Western war with, with Russia on the territory of Ukraine. Yeah, it's a proxy war. And, they, and they, people predicted this. They said that there's not going to be world wars. There's just going to be proxy wars like Russia, Ukraine, and like, you know, other wars in the, in Syria and shit like that. Like, they're not going to actually be U.S. soil or European soil. I mean, it is Europe, but they're not going to drop bombs on fucking Poland. I mean, if they did, it would be fucked. And then we'd be at world war, but I don't think that's going to happen because they got to keep the economy. And even if it did happen, like nobody would want to fight in it from our side because we'd be like, well, we're already fighting it with, we are helping, <laughs> we're giving you so much money and weapons. I mean, right. But like the actual involved. population of Canada wouldn't want to like go and die for this shit. They wouldn't. I think the, not like in the old days where they're like, sign me up. I don't, I don't I'm 16 that. years old. I'm going to lie and say I'm 18, and I want to go to the front <laughs> so I can have fun with the boys. It's not going to happen nowadays. People would be like, yo, I'm not fucking going to the Ukraine to die of some fucking hydrogen bomb. Fuck that. There, there are some Canadians who went. Yeah, like some crazy fucking... 
people who were Watch about to shoot games. up a school and they were like, maybe I'll just go here instead. Man, what's up with that? I mean, so many school shootings right now. Holy crap. Like, it's mental the, illness. The state is just insane. Every freaking weekend, somebody somebody goes into a school shoot somebody. People are just really sick there and part of it's because their culture is kind of dark and that's just part of their society. It's fucked up. People, like, you can just die there going to the grocery store or at school. That's just what it is. Listen, who are your top three comedians right now in Canada? In Canada? Yeah. Okay, let's say Toronto. Okay. Um, well, my boy Armin, our Bobby, um, he's, he's killing it. He's kind of like my opener right now. He's my mentee. I'm mentoring him. And um, who else is really funny in the, the city? Um, what about Nima? Nima? Yeah, I mean he he's he's got a lot of online stuff. His stand up is like pretty good. Have you seen his stand up? Yeah. I mean I mean I saw he was on the Gary V's uh Yeah, he's like super ambitious with his online shit and he's just killing it with that stuff. Um and like a lot of that I see that and I'm like, you know, I don't want to do that. <laughs> like a lot of it you know what I mean like he I'm not trying a, to be an influence like I'm I'm a comedian I'm not like an influencer really and I get like I think there's a certain mystique that like I'm trying to build my audience over time like I could you know if I just made a video every day and made fun of I don't want to really just make fun of local shit and you know build my audience that way because you know I, I think people will come to me especially now that I have my special out I'm gonna post tons of stand-up clips, and uh, that's bringing in a whole new wave of, you know, like I'm. I don't need to be a hundred thousand right now, guy. I'd like to be a twenty-five thousand, a thirty thousand on Instagram kind of guy right now. Um, but Nima really, he did pave the way in a lot of ways for Canadian comics to like be like, you can build an online presence, and then people will come see your stand-up. So Nima's killing it, and uh, yeah, big ups to Nima. He, I have a lot of respect for the guy. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I guess he is, he's definitely in the, like, de facto top three of comics who are just being successful. But he's not doing, you know, uh, theaters or anything like that yet, which he probably will be soon. I think he's opening for people in theaters, but... Um, I think he's going to get big when he gets to the States. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but the States is different too, right? Like, Canada, like Canada would want more of a NEMA because, like, we, we talked about outside, like... People are in their own groups. Like Persians want to support Persians, right? Right, but I'm not really. Jews don't really identify with me that much. Where they're like, he's what you know, and white people don't really identify yeah, with that, me that much. Yeah, because twenty five dollars. That's why they don't want to identify with you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to make two dollars a shirt? Like Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ! Honestly, the Jews would buy the shirt because they'd be like, yeah, I'll buy it. It's not a big deal. Twenty five dollars. I'm supporting a comedian. It's more the fucking munchie cakes that are like. Oh, good show, but yeah, I'm not paying any more money. It's, we got to go home. Like those the are the beer people. was $7 dollars enough. Um, but yeah, I got some... When's this drop? When's this... Oh, this is, uh, what, three, four days? Yeah, a week? Three, four days. Week? About less than a week. So this Saturday, I'm in uh, Caledonia. If you have any fans out in Hamilton Way, Caledonia's near there at the Legion Hall. I have a link in my bio for that, July 9th. Um, July 16th, I'm doing St. Thomas uh, show. That's also a link in my bio or on my website. And July 20th, I'm doing a show uh, at the Royal Comedy Theater 
it is a um, diaper party. So you can bring like $30 worth of diapers and get in for free because I'm having a child. Oh. Um, so, okay. yeah, so we're doing it like that. And uh, <laughs> if you're a fan of my special and shit like that, I'm doing all new material. Um, and July 28th, I'm doing Woodstock at a brewery. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's going to be on my website. Too, Can you talk about like your, your special? What is it all about? So my comedy special just came out. It's uh, just it's uh, 39 minutes. And it's uh, stand-up stand -up? Stand -up comedy that I did at uh, Yuck Yucks in Toronto. I headlined for a weekend, so I decided to hire a bit of a crew, and we did a full recording. Out, like Basically, it's an album. It's going gonna, it's gonna to come out as an album, but right now it's a free special on YouTube, so you can watch it just like you'd watch any other comedy special uh, on Netflix, but it's on YouTube for free. And, uh, yeah, please go watch it, share with your friends, comment on it, and... Uh, Patrons get a uh, second version of it because there was two tapings, um, but the camera kind of fucked up in one of them. So there's, but there's the audio's there and it's really good. So there's a second version, and uh, people who sign up for my Patreon, it's five bucks a month, and basically you get a bonus podcast every week, totally uncensored, plus all kinds of other shit that I post that I wouldn't post on social media because it's just too fucked up or it's too funny or whatever. So yeah, Ben, thanks for having me here, dude. Thanks for coming fun. by. Cheers to you, man. I, I, um, I've been doing this long enough to kind of see who somebody somebody has a potential and has a future. You know, when I when I first time saw two your, years, you've been doing this. <laughs> no, I've been doing production for way way yeah. longer. Just I will do for Russian more. Like I would do some reality shows. I've been doing this for a while. Oh, cool. But uh, I think that you have a huge future ahead, and I want Thanks, to see man. you. All the way, all the way up, and uh, for you to sell a shitload of shirts, but I ain't paying twenty five dollars, man. <laughs> Fuck that, what man. The, how much you pay for a fucking T-shirt? I'm gonna get it for you for free today, but I ain't paying. When you become super famous, you should pay me. You should pay me for being on this fucking podcast in the middle of nowhere, fucking Russian area, dude. Scary I fucking wait. Listen, I fucking <laughs> ridiculous. Trust me, it was very busy last night. There's shot. There's like a shotgun shell right there. I don't know what that is. Yes, it is. This. Uh, <laughs> It's not. It's, I but but I I do want to see you here again. I'd love to come when, back when when you get even more more famous. Hopefully this will will be big for all of us. Hell but, yeah! But uh, regardless, it was a pleasure having you. You're Thanks, one man. crazy fucked up guy, <laughs> you know. But uh, do me a favor next time. What? Show up early. Don't ever come late to my show. <laughs> Your fans must think you're like the scary guy. This guy like laughed. I was showed up with music blasting, like the radio playing, just like white people music. He smiled, laughed. We had a cigarette. He's fine. Doesn't care. He was happy I was late. Cheers, brother. Cheers, man. Thank you for having me. Good luck on your on your special. Thank you. Share it. Share it with your friends. Yo, G-Man from the G-Show, let's talk about life and what we know. You want to have a seat with the top dog, be ready to get down with the real talk. All jokes aside, welcome to the G-Man Show. G -Man Show.